along the journey, I don't think I set my resume up properly. And that was one of the key learnings I had. So when right. you, when you try, you know, on your resume, you've got, you know, your information about yourself, where you live and everything. And then you kind of go into your employment history. And when you're working as an accountant, that's kind of the first thing people see on your resume. Yeah. yeah. And sport is so competitive. I'm, you know, our HR manager will get 150 applications mm-hmm. for a job. So I know they scan the first. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Sporting Gold Podcast and today I'm here with Marie and uh, Marie first of all thanks for taking the time how's how's everything in Australia these days? Yeah yeah thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure to be here. Um, today's actually a public holiday in Melbourne because we've got our Australian Rules um, Grand Final tomorrow so there's heaps going on we had the big parade down the river today so it's nice. exciting to be down here. I, yeah. I can't imagine. I've never been that far south, but you know, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe one day I'll uh, I'll be able to be there. I heard it's quite quite nice over there. Yeah, you're always welcome. <laughs> I'm sure you're awesome. Well, yeah. I'm like it's a pleasure having you part of part of the podcast, and we're gonna dive a little bit into also your background, a little bit on the project you're working on these days as well, and talk a little bit about you know some challenges you face, some some tips you have, and a, a lot of good stuff we're gonna cover. Uh, but, but first, before we go into that, it would be great to kind of like, you know, just share a little bit about how your journey in the sport industry began. To take us a little bit back to to how it all started for you. Yeah, absolutely. So look, my journey was actually a little bit different because I'm actually a qualified accountant and I yeah. studied accounting at uni. So yeah, yeah I worked as an accountant <laughs> for seven years and right. I hated studying it and I hated working as an accountant. So right. I actually packed up my life back in 2009 and moved to Canada Yeah. Um, and lived in Whistler, a um, Canadian ski resort. Yeah. And I was actually there for the 2010 Winter Olympics. Nice. And it was such a buzz to be a part of that event, you know, being right. part of the Athletes Village, um, you know, seeing the events and also the prize giving ceremonies with the medals. Right. And it was just such a buzz. And I'm like, I love this, but this is what I want to do. You know, I grew up playing sport and yeah. um, watching sport and attending events. Yeah. And it's just a passion I've had. And right. since then, you know, I enrolled in a sport management degree. That was my first step. Nice. And then I volunteered. I wanted to get work experience in the industry as soon as I could. Right. So I started volunteering at events around Melbourne. So fun runs and triathlons. Hmm. And through that, I actually met the volunteer manager and I just said, look, I'm currently studying, I'm looking to transition careers. Do you have any full-time opportunities coming up? And um, at the time they didn't, but they offered me uh, like a casual paid position, um, which was really great. So obviously when you work on weekends and up at 5.45 a.m., that was really fantastic. (laughs) And after I finished studying, I actually, it took me a year and a half to get my first full-time job in sport. So there's a few learnings through that. But um, when I did, I landed my first full-time job and worked for the Professional Golfers Association of Australia. So the PGA. Yeah. And I was there for about two years. And I learned a lot about, um, you know, event operations, tournaments, and I had some fantastic mentors. Right. And then I went to the sports governing body for motorsport. So I worked for Motorsport Australia 
and I looked after all of their corporate events, corporate hospitality, drive days, mm. and actually did a bit of work with the um, global sports governing body, the FIA, who's in Geneva. Right. Have you heard of guys or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I worked on their World Sport Conference, which was a fantastic opportunity. Right. And after that, I left and I went to um, like work in local government for a couple of years, which was mm. actually really good to learn about um, like local sporting issues and club issues and sport development. Right. And then I came back and now I'm working in motorsport again in my current role as an event manager at the Australian Racing Group. Right. So I've been there for nearly three years. And we run three major events and we also have our categories on another five events. Right. So we race all around Australia. That's awesome. And about eight weeks a year away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like an exciting, <laughs> exciting journey, you know, and uh, hey, you know, sometimes you got to step out of that accountant position. You know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's just, yeah, it's not very exciting, but um, yeah, sometimes we just go into roles that, we think we're going to make a lot of money and you know it's a secure job it's a different time now yeah. i think you know people openly pursue their passions and things and that's really good yeah i'm mean, like it's, it's it's a good example too and i think a lot of people are in you know that position often as well where they kind of you know go one route and realize you know maybe it wasn't wasn't the role or 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 you know angle for them right and then you know something something comes up and i mean like we we all know the power of sports and what you know a major event or uh, being part of something like like a sports community and 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 stuff like that can can light up people you know it's the yeah. view of sports yeah. and why i think you know it makes makes it quite different from from a lot of other industries out there but uh happy to kind of like hear hear that hear that story of yours and and obviously you know as you were mentioned you're obviously the event mentor at australian racing group and it would be great to kind of like if you could cover some of your you know key responsibilities and tasks that you have there yeah so i mean for anyone wanting to get into the events industry i think sometimes we see the end result of an event like you know yep. your australian open is a two-week event and then you've got your formula one grand prix which are like three days, like our events, three day race meeting. And then you've got your one-off events, like your Super Bowl. So as an event manager, it's your job, you know, the planning starts for those events, you know, six, 12, 18 months out. Mm. So it's your job to make sure everything's in place. So right. the events are success. Yeah. So, you know, we've got an operations plan that I run through with my team on a weekly basis, making right. sure we're hitting all of the timelines. Um, ordering things at the right time and also scaling up staff as right. we get closer, which a lot of major events do around the world. Yep. So that's a really great opportunity for your listeners and people wanting to get into sport that um, major events all recall of, oh, sorry, all need volunteers to make sure they're a success right. and you can go and work on them and um, yeah, build up your sports industry work experience. And it's also really good to have that on your resume. Like if you've got an Olympic Games or a FIFA World Cup, it's going to put you ahead of others when you come to apply for a job. Oh yeah. So just 100%. yeah, just to and also a lot of other you know events. We have a lot of meetings, and you manage a lot of stakeholders. Yeah. So we have regular meetings, as an example, with um, Motorsport Australia, who run. Um, we work on them with the event schedule. 
yep. they do the on-track schedule and also um, the safety at the event because right. motorsport is quite dangerous. Yeah. And then we also have stakeholder meetings with our like TV broadcast crew because mm. we're on um, Stan Sport. I'm not sure if that's just an Australian broadcasting company. <laughs> might, might be. I mean, like, I'm not familiar with it, but uh, I guess it hasn't really? hit Norway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe it's on the way. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. So, yeah, just making sure um, they've got everything they need. We're bumping in at the right time. Yeah. Um, we've got the right things on TV when we're broadcasting and things like that. And also, do you know much about Mosfort and Bathurst? Have you heard of that before? Not really. I'm mean, like, just not enough. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. No, no, no. Okay. So there's always stuff to learn, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I would say Bathurst is kind of like Spa at um, Belgium. Do you know, like, so it's a very high, um, it's got a lot of elevation track, but it's actually a public road and we hold two mm. of our events there. Nice. So we're always bumping in on the Monday and then bumping out the following Monday. Right. And it's a complete build. We bring everything in and take everything out, but it's council owned land. So we have to make sure we're managing our relationship with the council. Right. bringing in everything making sure they're happy yeah and um yeah just there's so much to manage with an event you know like we look after ticketing accreditation corporate hospitality packages yeah and when you with a big organization like these huge events you generally have a smaller team looking after each of those right but because our company is relatively new and a small company you actually work across all of the departments, which is really good from yeah. an experience point of view. So that's something for your listeners as well. You know, if you get in with a smaller company, you will be exposed to all of those areas yeah. and just learn a whole heap. So it's a really good thing to think about. And lastly, also we've got, um, we look after, the, so for Bathurst, we need about 300 volunteers to run those events. Wow. So we do a huge recruitment drive. So right. Again, huge opportunities for people to come in and work with us and, um, yeah, just build up their work experience. Yeah, and I, I'm like, uh, I appreciate you just going a little bit deep in here too because, I mean, like, I think it's important for, for the people that are listening here to, to understand as well. Like, it's very easy to, to kind of look for, like, all the big big players, you know, first. And I want to work for FIFA or EFA or, you know, the Olympics and, and, and yeah, I'm like, obviously that's, that's great if you have that opportunity, but it's also what you were saying, right. And kind of like being part of something, you know, a smaller organization that are, you know, on the way up, you know, you can get a lot of different insights, you know, that you won't usually get and having that at an early stage to really understand the mechanisms and how the industry works is, you know, one is going to help you one understand it better to maybe find you know where you want to go and what you like and what you don't like also which you know is also yep. part of the process and yeah so it's it's, it's a critical part of uh, a journey and something to very uh, really think about before you know you're you're exploring your options and understanding that you know uh, you know you never know where your road may, might take you and um, you know maybe also working that that event will will take you to you know UEFA FIFA Olympics if that's your exactly. your dream goal one day anyways so yeah you know, it's all or, part of the <laughs> so moving on a little bit obviously you're obviously 
as as I think people realize already, you're also passionate about helping people in the sport industry, providing all, obviously tips, tips, good tips already. Um, tell us a little bit more about your project work in the sport industry. Uh, what is it all about? Uh, a little bit about why did you start it? Yeah, so probably like you, I just absolutely love working in sport, you know. It's yeah. our passion and it's something we've been lucky enough to work in now. I know me for 15 years. I'm not sure how long you've been in the industry for, probably a while. <laughs> yeah, it's about, yeah. about the same. About, sorry? Yeah, about the same. About the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, basically now I'm at a stage in my career where I want to help the next generation and your listeners and people really find a job that they love. And if they're passionate about sport, this work in the sports industry really helps you follow, follow a pathway to help you land a job the fastest way possible. Right. You know, so it's the pathway I followed um, more than 15 years ago when I transitioned careers. And it also includes, you know, what I've learned across my 15 years in the industry as well. Nice. So just a bit of background for your um, listeners, you know, the pathway that I followed, you know, was to enrol in a sport management degree um, or enrol in a sport course, you know, really with by doing that, you get exposed to all areas of sport and it'll help you work out what area you want to work in and from there I would get work experience because you need work experience if you want a career in sport and there's the three ways that um, you can get that and it's major sports events like we've just discussed um, to find major sports events anywhere in the world and opportunities all you need to really do is google the name of the event the word volunteer and all the opportunities will come up for you so that's a really good tip to find them near you and the second way is local sporting clubs. So I was actually the secretary of my tennis club um, back in the day. And I worked with the committee. I uh, worked with the members, um, ran tournaments with the coaches. So that's a really another great way to build up your experience to put on your resume mm -hmm. and use as examples in job interviews. So, you know, I don't know, what, what are the biggest clubs in Norway? Like you've got your, I feel like it's hockey or something, ice hockey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, actually, uh, when it comes to, like, club club elements, like, it's actually football and handball, which is the, which is the biggest, okay. yeah. Yeah, so you have football clubs that uh, I'm sure are run by committees that people can go and go and work with, you know. Yeah. And the final way is, you know, reaching out to sports organisations. You know, all you need to do is, like, when I say sports organisation, I mean, like, a sports governing body or, uh, like, a sports team. If, okay. All you need to say is you can email them or reach out on LinkedIn. Just say, I'm currently studying. I'm looking to volunteer my time and build up some work experience. Do you have any projects or events that I can come and work on with you? And do you know what? I get these emails from people, um, not all the time, but on the odd occasion. And we always extend opportunity to these people to come and work with us. Nice. So reach, it's, I know it's scary sometimes, but you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah. So reach out because um, you never know what will happen. And go. then the next step is um, obviously networking. Just network with everyone you meet. So add everyone you meet at uni on LinkedIn, um, everyone you meet at major sports events or sports orgs. And then the final step, you know, once you've done those steps, you'll have a fantastic resume that should get you in the door for an interview. And then just make sure you prep the best way you can for that interview. So. 
you know, it's making sure you've read the key selection criteria and having examples for when you go and interview. Making sure you've read the sports organisation strategic plan. So when you come to an interview and they're like, have you got any questions for us? You can delve into that and be like, you know, I've seen you've got in your strategic plan, you're going to be investing more in women's programs. I did that. I do that currently at my local sports club. I could bring X, Y, and Z to the role. Um, can you tell me more a bit, you know, a bit more about where you're taking the women's programs? So, you know, yeah, yeah. It's really showing you've taken that next step, got some initiative, and they're, you know, insightful questions to ask at the end of an interview. Yeah, I mean, like, it's uh, especially a very critical part as well, just being prepared, you know, and just uh, doing yeah. what you can in advance and and whether that is, you know, uh, in, in the networking stage or volunteering stage or even in the job stage, you know, it's, uh, you know, doing those doing those preparation, it's it's also like, you know, a nice differentiator because you really took the time, you know, to to learn more, you know, about the organization and and trying to understand more, you know, and and it's it's okay. You're not going to have all the answers, and it's just more about that curiosity and and hungry, you know, passion that 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 needs to show. And the more you show that, I'm mean, like, the more people are going to appreciate it. And uh, that, that that's 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 a really good way way to start. Um, yeah. So we got to we got to dive a little bit into some lessons and I guess um, some challenges you learned over the last 15 years you know in the industry uh what have been some key lessons you learned along the way that that you brought with you to your current role and obviously the project i know you you touched a little bit about some of it now but if you want to you know highlight some some personal <laughs> lessons you learned along the way it would be great <laughs> yeah yeah no, absolutely yeah that's what i was thinking i might just two of the key mistakes i guess i made on my journey yeah. which i'm hoping to help others i don't know if other people have made these but um Definitely, when I was transitioning careers, you know, it did take me that long time to get that first full-time job. And along the journey, I don't think I set my resume up properly. And that was one of the key learnings I had. So when right. you, when you trans, you know, on your resume, you've got, you know, your information about yourself, where you live and everything. And then you kind of go into your employment history. And when you're working as an accountant, that's kind of the first thing people see on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. And sport is so competitive. I'm, you know, our HR manager will get 150 applications mm -hmm. for a job. So I know they scan the first page um, yep. really quickly. Yep. So you want to bring your volunteer experience up to that front page. Right. So the way I did it was I created a career highlight section. So I had my info then career highlights and then I went into my employment history. Mm. So in that section, I actually highlighted all of the sport work I was doing. Yep. So it was like, um, I helped deliver the 2022 Run Melbourne event by doing this. And then I delivered this tournament at my local club and just really highlighted that experience on the front page. Nice. So that's one thing you can do that. Yeah. I don't know if other people are having that issue, but that was one thing. Once I started doing that, that's when I started getting interviews. So that yep. was a real positive, but it took me a while to work that out. So for people, you know, you might be currently working at McDonald's where you're studying or at a retailer, just make sure you have your current work experience in sport at the top and that should get you an interview in the door. Nice. And then this, I made the same mistake with the interviews. So when I got to the interviews, they would ask me questions and instead of using my sports experience, 
I thought I'd work my way up the career ladder in accounting. I'll use those because they make me sound more important. But right. they just weren't interested in hearing that. They wanted to hear the sports-specific example of me mm. dealing with a competitor on race day. Yeah. So that's another, if you're, you know, working in retail, it's, if you, you can use those examples, but where possible, always use your sports-specific examples. That's why it's important yep. to get that work experience early on so you can answer them properly. For sure. That's my two things. I wish if I had not learnt those quicker, yeah. I think I would have um, got that full-time job faster. Hey, I mean, like now at least people are listening and they're learning it now. So yeah. they can just start, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. really good examples. And I think, you know, it's uh, a journey, right? That that that, that takes takes some time and to, to understand for, for most people, right? But this is also why, you know, just having this talk, having sharing these insights with, with you and others is to to exactly cover some of these things. And I mean, of course, at the end of the day, the the, the people that are listening, you know, you gotta, gotta make a decision, you know, to, are you going to follow the standards or are you going to try, you know, maybe, maybe to shake things up, you know, see, see what works, what doesn't work. And then of course, like the more, the more you listen to people or the more you kind of discover what's, what's been kind of working, you know, and not working, then, then I think you kind of get like a good idea of, you know, how, how to better angle it when you, when, you, when you approach everything in the industry. So I mean, I think it's a really key, key lessons and yep exactly learn from our mistakes hey yeah i've got a couple of other ones but i don't know <laughs> now let's uh well let's hold them for for for, for the tips perhaps okay sure yeah. but, uh, but if, you, if you wanted to see you know talk a little bit about like i guess these days and what do you see as some of the biggest challenges for people you know looking to get a career in sport and i mean like you obviously talked about some of the challenges you faced and how you solved it but what are some of the challenges I guess you see uh, among among the people you're helping today? Yeah, for me, I, like and I'm sure it's the same where you are. Like, sport is such a competitive industry, and right. everyone in Melbourne wants to work in sport. You know, yeah. we do call ourselves the sporting capital of the world. <laughs> yeah, we'll claim that. But um, yeah, it's just it's so competitive, and like I said, we do get 150 plus applications right. per role. So. Yeah. What are you doing to differentiate yourself from the others applying? So, you know, again, it's making sure you've got all the right work experience. Right. Um, reaching out and making those connections. You know, if you go to a sports organisation and you get to work with them directly, when a job comes up, we're always going to hire someone we already know or who's a hard worker, you know. Yeah. Sport is about not what you know, but who you know. So just do those types of things. Reach out to people on LinkedIn. Just networking is so important. And to be honest, my current job, that's exactly what I did. You know, I once I submitted my application, I went that one step further. So I found the bot who was the boss of my organization and I actually wrote a DM to him just saying, look, I've just applied for this job. Um, you know, I can bring X, Y, and Z to the role. Um, I used to work with these people who, who he would be aware of. Yeah. And um, yeah, but like it, but just for people listening, it is scary, even for me now, to message these people. I still mm. sit there. I wrote it. I reread it like 50 times. I checked the spelling of their name. Mm. And your heart's beating. You're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> but just, just do it. Just hit the send button. 
Yeah. You know what happened? You know what happened? They wrote back to me two days later and said, we got your application. Thanks for applying. We'll be in touch. And what that extra step did was it made sure they saw my application. Right. They showed I had some initiative. It also made sure that they um, received it because right. who knows, you just sent it and they didn't get it. So yeah. no, it's rare. Point. But, you know, just, yeah, you've got to set yourself apart from the competition. So, yeah. yeah all the things we've discussed today. So just, it's very competitive. I'm sure you're finding that when you're chatting to other people as well. Um, and you know what, but once you've got a job, once you're in the industry, it's very, I feel like it's very easy to move around and get new jobs, right. but it's that initial step getting in. Yeah. Once you're in, you're good. So that's, that's the good part, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 they kind of like the, you know, the two-edged sword of the industry, you know, it's uh, very hard to get in. But uh, I think the, the key lesson here that you're bringing up as well is sort of like, you know, the little the little things matters, you know, just taking that extra step and, uh, and showcasing why you really want it because obviously it's very competitive and just, you know, it's not necessarily always that, you know, they're not interested or not, you know, able to see it. It's just they're so swamped, you know, and often sport is so based on so many small teams right so yep. they th th things go things go quite quite fast um but but lastly here too i, I see we just have you know a few minutes left here um if, if you wanted to i guess like you know and then we, you covered a lot of it and i guess if perhaps we we should summarize a little bit with with some key tips that you have for you know those that are starting out you know looking to get their foot in the door what would be some uh, a few key tips you would provide them before we wrap up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's really about following that pathway we've discussed, you know, and I think when I hear your other podcasts and all the content I see online, everyone's kind of had that same work in sport journey. Yeah. So if you follow, you know, if you study, get the right experience, network, have a great resume, and then prep for the interview, you're going to set yourself up for industry success. Right. And that's the that's the biggest thing, you know. But you know, the major thing for me that I didn't do was contacting sports organisations directly. So, just find an email address online, reach out on LinkedIn, just get yourself in front of the right people, and you never know what will come from it. That's my advice. I just think everyone's scared. I mean, even me, I still do it, but um, you never know what will come for it. Come from it. So. Yeah, that would be probably my biggest tip. Awesome. Well, with yeah. that, Marie, I would like to thank you, you know, so much for, for taking the time, you know, and for sharing your story, your, your your tips and a lot of key lessons as well, which is always, you know, good. And for those of you that have been here all the way at the end, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well, you know, so you get weekly tips, you know, from people like Marie sharing their insights and tips with you. It's always good to have like that weekly input, you know, from people around the world sharing their, their journey and insights. So make sure to do that. And of course, if you haven't already, you know, uh, sign up to sportingglobal.com to connect with like-minded people, you know, build your network. Uh, of course, uh, you know, find courses and programs and of course, relevant job opportunities to take that step into the sport industry. So with that, Marie, you know, thanks. Thanks once again for taking the time. And uh, it was a pleasure having you part of this. No worries. And thank you so much for having me. And I love what you guys are doing. And I should say that you should network on Sporting Global because it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the sporting, you know, LinkedIn, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And, and all the way at the, at the end here, I, I do have like kind of a podcast tradition. 
and I guess maybe mm -hmm. if you you seen some of them, you you might you might know what it is. But uh, <laughs> if if not, I have to teach you a little bit Norwegian before we wrap up. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fine, don't worry. Okay, yeah, yeah. So with every video we do, we always finish with Vi snakkes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you have to say. <laughs> Vi snakkes? There you go, great job. With the Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's perfect. All right, thank you so okay. much, Lee. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. <laughs> right, see ya, bye. Bye-bye.